Hey guys, I'm Nat. And I'm Ashton. And, and we, we are, are the, the Nerds, Nerds in flannel. flannel. Hey, not terrible. Not we'll, bad. We'll not day. bad. Yeah, at some point. It's okay. We're not going to have to do that for too much longer. Hopefully. It's true. Hopefully. Hey, Ashton, I have something to tell you. What's that, Nat? Happy New Year, brother. <laughs> Happy New Year, my dude. <laughs> it's like, wait, I don't even know what day is it, actually. It's it is. The, the sixth, officially. The, wow. <laughs> well. You it, know, it, it's <laughs> funny because, like, we haven't started school yet. So we're still kind of in that period after Christmas where you just kind of forget what day it is. At least I am. I don't know about you. I um, also took the week off of work. So like I'm in I'm definitely in that zone. I've been working and stuff, so I, I know what day it is. Dang. Yeah. So well, I one up you there, buddy. One up the one ups. It's okay. At least I'm like rested. <laughs> well, um Ashen, a lot of hap- a lot happened in twenty twenty two. It did, didn't it? We started a podcast. <laughs> and yes, sir, we did. We started watching so many movies that I was broke some weeks. <laughs> <laughs> I feel that burn, brother. But it was fun. And thank you for coming along with us, guys. It's been a really like fun time. Big um, shout out. Dude, for me, like it's been like so much fun. Like I got Cine Club now, so 2023 <laughs> is going <laughs> to pop off. You have no idea. It's gonna be so good, dude. Um, yeah. Any any thoughts, Ashen? Before we get to the actual topic of uh, of today's podcast. Yeah, dude. I'm like, I'm so I'm so happy this happened. Like the uh, <laughs> last week, I was even counting up like how many times I've been to like the theater this year, and like I thought I went a lot beforehand, but this year alone, it was just like we just popped off so hard. <laughs> it's true. It's true. This is like. Yeah, it's insane. I think I'm at like 30, 39 theater showings, uh, roughly about 39, 40 within that area. That's rookie numbers, brother. You got to get those up. (laughs) Dang, this freaking guy. (laughs) You were with me most of those times. I mean, touche. I I wrote down in a notebook like how many times I've been to theaters because I keep track and everything. And I went to the theater. Guess how many? Guess how many? Let's see. I want to see if you can get it. Uh, seventy-three. No, go go higher. Okay, higher. Ninety something is in the nineties. Ninety-two times. Ninety-two. Holy crap. Ninety-two. Now, for those who don't know, movies are like twelve seventy-five. But I didn't pay for a lot of those because I had to get free movie tickets for a long time. And you know, I went with people, and they were like, "Hey, Nat, you drove. I'll pay for your ticket." And I'm like, "Bet." So, <laughs> it worked out. Also, and your family tends to go to a lot of movies too. Yes, yeah, so your my family goes a lot to a lot more movies than you, yours does. So yeah, yeah, this it's it's where it started. It started in the womb. <laughs> <laughs> That's where it happens. Yeah, it's, it's where it all starts. <laughs> Dang. All right, Ashen, what are we talking about today? Well, that we again we we've seen, we've seen a lot of movies, and you know. It's true. A big part of seeing a lot of movies is end with New Year's. You know, New Year's is kind of a time to reflect on like the the year you had and, you know, the the changes you want to make and all this other stuff. But when you incorporate how many movies we've seen and how many great stuff has come out, we also just need to like process through, you know, what were some of the greats? What were some of the ones that, you know, maybe didn't make the cut? Uh what what are some that, you know, really touched us in the feels and just like in a whole lot of, you know, different 
different ways. This is this family is going on too long. Uh, so we are talking about our favorite movies, our top ten with a few honorable mentions in there. Just a few. favorite movies of 2022. Yes, I have been looking forward to recording this episode for so long, dude. I, I tried to get this done before, like before new year's eve <laughs> but ash is like yo i gotta watch this another movie i'm like bro we gotta get this out i'm like okay. i know but and then by the time by by the time it actually came t- to like new year's <laughs> i was like sick with covid so it's freak true. that rip 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 <laughs> rooney i mean like it's it's been nice so that we can like i can really like sit back and make a list like i'll show you guys this notebook like i have sticky notes i'm gonna no spoilers but there's like sticky notes here that i wrote with notes and on this side that i can't show you is that actual list and it's like there's like 30 movies on there so what a nerd i know oh also <laughs> do ashen's father made these signs yeah I know ashen's got one in the back but i got one here too dude these are sick you can have one too at heartwoodgifts.com <laughs> just like repping my dad's site just pl- plug it in right there. <laughs> hey, nothing wrong with that. Nothing, nothing wrong. <laughs> yeah, no, you know, I felt like we had such a great year, and I was thinking about, like, a Christmas present to give for Nat, and this kind of was like, hey, you know, we've we built something together, and we should celebrate it. So, yeah. I bought he... a comic book. <laughs> but you you know me. You know you know I like I, I like uh, comics and all that, so we're, we're good. We're good. Detective Comics number one. <laughs> not the actual one piece that's like 1.2 it's a pretty it's a pretty good one yeah yeah it, like one of the reprints it's still really cool i'm gonna put it on the wall i'm gonna like do like a line of like comic books probably up there at some mm. point so we'll the see the real the real nerd stuff the real nerd stuff yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay ashen um you had a you had a s- format that you wanted to do so uh let's get into it Yes. So for honorable mentions, we're going to do five. Okay. And the way we're going to format it, because, you know, typically when we do honorable mentions, we just kind of like shout things out and then it kind of turns into like more of like, oh, like this is actually like number like 11, 12, 13, 14, 15 of what we actually like really like. Uh, So we're going to do things a little differently this time. We are going to match up our honorable mentions to an Oscar category. Not that we think we'll win it, just one within that category that was like our favorite uh and then that that way like we're not really like you know giving out extra movies it's just kind of like oh i really like this movie and this one would fit in this category so nat pick a category and pick one movie you think would fit in and do that five times <laughs> oh okay so i get the first one um, I, I mean I, I i can pick the first one too can you start yeah let's okay see, let's see you start i want to see an example of this okay uh let's do uh okay Let's do best. Sorry, I'm like I'm really between two right now. I'm really between two. Best okay, adapted have... screenplay. Best adapted screenplay. Adapted. Oh, easy. I have, okay. I have one. That's easy. Okay, you you go first. You go first. Um, so this is a film that we actually haven't talked about a lot on this pod. Um, because one, I kind of forgot about it. <laughs> two, it just didn't get as much attention that it should have, and. Uh, that is Cyrano. Yeah. Uh, based off an opera, or I think it's a novel, actually, book, something like that. Um, Cyrano de Bergerac. Uh, Cyrano is a musical um, starring uh, uh, Peter, Peter Dinklage, who is in a lot of great movies. I mean, he's he's kind of like the, a big actor now, and that's awesome because I remember him being in like really small roles back in like the early 2000s. And uh, no, it's this movie is... It's, it looks great. 
Um, it's a musical, so obviously I'm a little biased. I mean, I have a Love Land poster right here. You can't see it, but it's it's right, it's right there. It's <laughs> a little bit of a nerd. Yeah, and um, <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's a movie where um, Ashton and I we went to see, and were we the, were we the only ones in the theater that day? I think we were. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, this was like beginning lot. of the year. <laughs> yeah. This is like this is like um, the beginning of the pod. <laughs> No, I think this is before the pod. It might have been actually. I have to take a step. I'll look at it later. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, this film doesn't get enough attention, and I think it's gonna win. Um, ma- I think it's gonna nominate for adapted screenplay, but I also think it's gonna get uh, nominated for costumes because I th- I thought it already did get nominated like in last year's Oscars, like for. Did it? But I it's, think s- I, it's a two- oh maybe it did, but it's a two thousand twenty-two film. Yeah, but it, it, it just hit that. It like, just hit the cut uh, by like a week or something, right? So technically, did, hey, actually, do you know what? Never so hey, mind. it works. No, no, it works. It works because <laughs> hey, it right. did. I was you were right. right. You were right. Yeah. I mean, it didn't get nominated for that category. It got nominated for like, I think like makeup or something. I think yeah, I think it was makeup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. Well, yeah, there. See or no? Give it a watch. Uh, free on um, free on Amazon Prime if you want to give it a watch. And uh, yeah, go for it, man. Hey, it's pretty great. Okay, okay. I got to give you a category now, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, category with uh, a movie with nominee for best actor in a leading role. Oh, shoot. Okay, okay. I don't uh, know what movies you have, but <laughs> just go yeah. for it. Yeah, okay. It, it can, you can totally BS it. No, you know what? I think I, think I actually have a really good one for this. Let's see. No, I don't want to use that movie yet. Okay, I'm go. I'm going for this one. Best actor in a leading role. Uh, I'm gonna go with. Um, I'm gonna go with, Ana de Arma, in Blonde. Bet. So I I don't know if I'd necessarily recommend this movie to <laughs> many people out there. Uh, no. <laughs> don't take this as a recommendation. Uh, it's a very provocative film. It's That's an, an a, it's an adaptation. This would have worked in the last category too, because it's an adaptation of uh, the book Blonde that kind of takes more of a critical look at Marilyn Mon- Monroe's life. We've we've talked about this movie specifically on the pod a lot before, and yeah, it's it's very provocative. Uh, it's not supposed to be like an exact biopic, but it's more like oh, this is kind of how the book it's depicts a fictional her. Account fictional account uh of them just kind of group of the author just kind of grouping together like these rumors and different records of Marilyn Monroe's life so that's kind of what the movie is it is very provocative but holy crap Ana de Arma did so good in this film she's gonna like, win the I I hope so like she I I'm torn because I don't necessarily know how good it is for this movie to get that much attention because That's of some true. of the themes for like people that are like scrolling Netflix and they're like, oh my gosh, this looks great. Like, don't be that person. Uh, <laughs> but also, like, I hope she gets the recognition for the heart and soul she put into this. And I really wish like she had the chance to act the same role in like maybe not blonde, but like a different Marilyn Monroe <laughs> kind of story. I don't know. I've been struggling with this, but regardless, the reason I'm picking this is because that of that performance, which is like so friggin' good 
I so, mean, I remember friends asking us if they should watch it, and I had to yeah. say no. Yeah, no, same. Because, uh, <laughs> oh yeah, we were we were both there. I'm like, we were, I'm like, bro, yeah, you can't watch this. Don't because people live on dorms, and I'm like, do not watch it on dorms. Maybe don't yeah. even watch it. It's um, like what I noticed a lot this year, which I'll get into a little bit later. What I noticed is there's a lot of films that have come out that aren't for the casual moviegoers. Yeah. And I think we're getting to a point where, like, not everyone's going to like a movie and movies are going to bomb because only a select audience like us, being, you know, look at us, <laughs> we're going to go watch it. But, like, what do you we, mean? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> I mean, like, like our cousins aren't going to go watch this movie. I, like, I mean, yeah. This is, yeah. I'll talk about another movie later, but yeah. Yeah. All right, I should yeah. give me a category. Okay. So Beth, technically we're doing fi- top 15 movies technically? Technically speaking, but technically. like these yeah. the, these honorable mentions are our top and specific categories that we don't know about. Yeah. Until we tell each other. So, here here's the next one I'm going to give to you. Best director. Hmm. Hmm. Okay, I will give it to you. A director who has, I think he's won an Oscar already. Let's check. Let me check really quickly before I before I uh, go on here. Okay. Um, because I want to make sure I get this right. Mm, did he win though? I don't think he won. Um, if I did something Oscar, maybe that would give me more of a definite thing. I want to say he has. Did he win? Uh, sorry, give me one second. All good. What, All good. What year did that movie come out? <laughs> <laughs> oh, he did not win. Okay. So, Oscar nominee, Oscar nominee director, Jordan Peele for the movie Nope. Okay. Now, Nope is a movie. You know, it's same guy who did uh, Get Out and Us, and this is his third. <coughs> actual movie he did produce uh antebellum which is a different movie that maybe you shouldn't watch it's like blonde but (laughs) uh nope i saw this way after it came out maybe like two months after it came out um not because i don't want to watch it just because i never got around to it be school and you know stuff gets in the way but this movie was very well made and it was made a lot of people because when people went to see Get Out, it was kind of like everyone can go see it because it's very like um, applicable for the times, especially with uh, you know um, the, the racism in the states, and you know obviously that's never going to go away. But um, with Nope, it has this message where it's based on tragedy and how people can't look away from tragedy, which is very true because it's like when you see a car accident, dri- when you're driving by a car accident on the road, you take a look, right? Um, and I think that this film was really w- well made, um, not for casual movie audiences, definitely not. Um, but one of my favorite films of the year, um, not talked about enough. When it came out, it was kind of bombed, but it's still a well made movie. I think it's getting, no- I think it's gonna get nominated for something. I just don't know what. But if I could, best director for Jordan Peele. Dude, solid. I yeah, I'm I'm in that boat where I still haven't seen this one either. 
you but, can take your time on this one. Yeah, this one's I'm, okay. take your I'm time not. I'm not really in that big of a rush, but I, I, I have heard it's like really, like really good, and I'm yeah. not really like. I heard it's a pretty tame like horror, which I'm. I can do yes. like tame. Yes. So it's not. Very, it's not horror. I wouldn't call it horror. Sweet. <laughs> well. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Go um, ahead. Oh, I'm gonna give you a really obscure category. Okay. Shoot. Um, best original song. Best original song. Okay. It's a so category, this, guys. It is a category. <laughs> or I can change the category. If you you don't have anything no, no, for no. it, I can no, just no. switch I, it. The problem is I have too many things for it. But I think I can narrow it down. I think I can narrow it down. I just hope it's not one that I want to talk about later. That's what I'm saying. Okay, okay. So, <laughs> there, there's a movie that came out that... I totally thought was gonna make my top ten list oh, I until until I watched a few others, uh, so it didn't. But this is a great opportunity to talk about it. The movie Spirited. Uh, <laughs> I've watched this movie. I'm at like six watch throughs of this. I watched it like three times within the first like three days of its release, just because like I watched it with some people, and then like my sister had a party the next day and she needed like a musical to watch. So I was like, hey, I got a Christmas one. And then, like, the next day, like, more family members wanted to watch it. And then throughout Christmas break, I just kind of ended up, like, watching it even more with, like, other family that kind of came out and all this stuff. So I'm at six. <laughs> I'm at uh, six as well. A, and, yeah, I mean, dude, this is, like, it's a, it's, it, we, we talked about this one on the Christmas pod. I won't go into too much detail. Uh, but I really love the song, and I got this song stuck in Nat's head for like weeks do a little good <laughs> um yeah i know so it, it it's it's so good i don't think the song will win an oscar i know that uh shoot what was the song one of the songs from it got shortlisted for the oscars oh i can check that right now um, yeah i have i have it open right now oh mm-hmm. uh, good afternoon good afternoon it really, got shortlisted. You that song that sounds kind of i, I don't want to talk about it right now <laughs> <laughs> i know i think it was probably just because of like the the tap and all that. I don't know. I, I don't think, think so. it's going to win, but it's hey, it's a good song. Hugh Jackman had the, this really funny response to it. But yeah, no, Spirited. Definitely, if you're into musicals and you're still kind of like, you know, within reason of watching a Christmas movie before next Christmas, want to check out a Christmas movie, check this one out because it's really This is great. a film we can recommend. It's family- We can. It's family friendly. Well, like, uh- I would say family friendly <laughs> if your family consists of like young adults. Yes. Uh, like my family, fourteen A. Like my family is like mostly young adults. You know, my youngest brother is like fifteen, so you know he still kind of qualifies in that movie category. So you know, I I can get away with it. I even watched with my grandparents, who thought it was kind of who thought it was like really funny too. So I guess it just depends on your family dynamic. But if you're kind of within that, then go ahead, give it a shot. Yes, indeed. Okay, Nat, hit me. Okay. I'm going to give you... This going to be a really long episode. Best international feature film. Do I have anything in honorable mentions that I can... If you don't, I can change it. I don't have anything in honorable mentions. Okay, okay. Uh, let's do best original screenplay. Original? Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> I love horror movies. This is a movie I talked about before. Barbarian. Okay. This is original screenplay. Um, this, like I said, I'm going to keep this very short because I can't talk about this very much. But 
um, this is a movie that you have to love horror movies to go into this. Um, I did bring a friend who doesn't like horror movies to watch this movie, and she didn't like it. <laughs> so, sorry, Maya. Um, oopsie. <laughs> this guy tried to convince me to go. <laughs> Poor Maya. She took the bullet. <laughs> I feel like, no, I feel like you would have liked it, though. Honestly, okay, I feel like you okay. would have kind of liked it. Um, but, yeah, it's for people who like horror movies and, like, movies in general. Um, it's very obscure in the way that, um... He, the, the director I forget who directed this movie but who he, the way he kind of like structures the plot like you it it's kind of goes from the beginning of the story to immediate rest which is in the middle and it goes back to it it's a very weird format but I love this movie and can't wait to buy it on blu-ray <laughs> hey yo this guy with his blu-ray collection <laughs> big flex <laughs> I got more in the cupboard right yeah here. you're right it's not even kidding it's true. Um, okay, Ashton, easy one. Easy category. Okay. Best picture. Best picture. Okay, so you're going to hate me that this is an honorable mentions. That's uh, I love you anyways. <laughs> uh, Top Gun Maverick. Frick. <laughs> yeah, it did end up making like my actual top 10 list, but it's such a good movie regardless. I think it's one of those movies where, you know, you can really go ahead and like, you can watch with your family, with your friends, assuming they haven't seen it yet, because it was like such a big thing in the summer. It kind of brought back like the summer blockbuster. And it was one that yeah, wasn't like this really big franchise. Like Top Gun's huge, but like the second movie, like the sequel, I don't know if you can really classify it as its own like franchise yet, but yeah, it's only even in two movies. Top Gun franchise, I hope it doesn't. I hope they just leave it, but they yeah. make another one because they want money. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, I mean, like it. Up until uh, another movie that just came out, uh, <laughs> took the, bo- the box office by storm. This was like the biggest like movie of the year box office wise, uh, which is crazy. I, w- I made a good dent in that. Yeah. Yeah. No kidding. I <laughs> he, this guy. How many times have you seen it? Uh, I've seen it 11 times in theaters. 11 times. I've seen it like five times in theaters. Mm-hmm. Hey, that's pretty good. That's pretty <laughs> it's good. pretty good. It's pretty good. Uh, but yeah, I, I know a lot of other people too, like have seen this many other times. Like hey, my brothers don't Cass. really see movies multiple times, but yeah, I know Cass shout has seen Cass. it how She's many times seven now? Seven times, I think. Seven times? She beats me. Like, <laughs> that's dope. Dude, if we ever got a third person, I would put Cass up with us. If you ever <laughs> a third person. Yeah, you're right. Hey, she, she holds the a- record. It's true. And she wears flannel a lot. So She, she does. This is yeah. This is quite true. Might have to. Might have to. <laughs> Dad, fire up the engraver, you know. <laughs> <laughs> We're signed. This is when you're officially part of the team. <laughs> okay. Cool. Um, two more. So, yeah. Hit me, Ashton. Okay. Uh, best cinematography. Ooh, from Honorable Mentions? Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I can talk about this. Cool. <clears throat> In Gotham City. Oh, let's go. There was a man named Matt Reeves who directed one of the best, if not the best, Batman movie in existence. Let's freaking go. The Batman. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm over it now. Your um, voice ba- is too high for this. Yeah, my voice is way too high for this. <laughs> oh, where is she? I would do where it louder, is she? I would do it louder, but my parents are sleeping, so I don't want to make too much noise. Yeah, I um, know, for sure. The Batman looks amazing. Um, it does. 
considering it's mostly shot shot in like darkness, I feel like I couldn't take my eyes off the screen. Um, and the way that he uses fire and lighting, and I can't remember who's, who's the cinematographer for this. I'm not gonna look it up. But props to you. I hope you get nominated for an Oscar because this yeah. was one of the best looking films of the year. And I'm pr- Ashton, will you be? Ashton, I'm not gonna ask you. <laughs> yeah, no, it's one of the best of the year. And in my opinion, my second favorite Batman movie. Okay. Lego Batman's pretty good. Like, like, <laughs> hey, Lego Batman slaps, you know? <laughs> <laughs> okay, Ashton. Oh, gosh. Um, Best original score. Best original score. Okay. Uh, you know what? For this one, I think I'm going to go with... <clears throat> hmm. I'm going to go with uh, Babylon. All right. Yeah. Bold so move. this is another very provocative film that we recently just watched like last week. Uh, <laughs> that was a, oh, that was a fun night. Yeah. We, that was a heck of a night. <laughs> that was a heck of a night. Uh, yeah, I know. We, we went to go see this movie. I can't really recommend this for like I, general I, audiences I, I either. Can't. I want you, to. You can't. I, I know. So it's it's a movie directed by uh, Damien Chazelle, like La La Land, Whiplash. And, you know, obviously, like, you know, Nat's favorite film is La La Land. La La Land's like my, I think I had it like my third favorite or something. Yeah, you had it pretty So it, it's pretty, it's like top three for me, if not top five. I have to like check over that list again. Uh, yeah, so we were just kind of like, hey, you know what? Let's let, let's go let's go in. We were both kind of hyped for it, and I think we we both really liked it, but most people won't like it as much. I don't think. No, uh, but, I brought my girlfriend Chanel. She hated it. <laughs> she she hated it. It was the funniest thing. Uh, Sorry. But, but I think what everyone can agree on is that the score slapped. Heck yeah! It had like it's the same composer from uh from Law from Lawlands, Justin. Justin Hurwitz. Hurwitz, yes, that's his last name. And holy crap, like there were even like nods to like some Lawland songs in there, and it just it hits you in the feels. I've been listening to that score nonstop. Babylon since Babylon, legit since we've seen the movie. <laughs> yeah, so that that's my pick for original score. All right, cool. one more each. One more each. Uh, Babylon you is know, also my honorable mentions, but that's yeah, honestly. It is. It deserves it. We it we even talked about it in the theater. Like this one's gonna be an honorable mention. Yeah. Okay, Nat. You know what? Go big or go home. Best picture. Best picture. Okay, I know you're gonna talk about that one later, so I'm gonna not gonna talk about that one. Oh shoot. Um, Elvis. Okay. I feel like it's gonna get nominated for best picture, and I feel like Austin Butler, who played Elvis, is gonna get nominated for actor in a leading role he should at least he should um elvis is a is a very interesting movie to me because i go i went into this theater thinking that this movie was gonna be something else i got something completely different and i'm so glad i did because this movie for a lot of people like like we keep on saying not a casual movie (coughs) for anyone um this is very um, often heartbreaking movie. Um, Baz Luhrmann, who directed Moulin Rouge and a couple other movies, um, he has this very like chaotic, like director style. It's like quick cut, quick cut, quick cut, and like it likes to be close in on the face. It's very like a spectacle based movie, and uh, this movie is very good to me. Um, I remember 
it was I can't remember what number it was in my top ten so far in July, but it was high. It might have been like seven or eight or something, but yeah, no, this movie is amazing. Uh better get nominated for um uh, best picture. <laughs> there you go. Okay, Ashton. I'm gonna give cool. you a very obscure category. Oh, let's go. Sound. Sound. Okay. Sound. Okay. Um, let's see. Which one of these is good for sounds? Um, no, you know what? The Northman. Let's go. Let's we yeah. can't recommend this either. <laughs> we can't recommend this one either. Uh but yeah, no, the Northman is it's pretty wild. If you're into Vikings and stuff and you're like old enough and mature enough and you can handle like, you know, a full Viking experience, then this ch- check this one out. If it's not, just don't. Time. It's a heck of a time. Uh, but yeah, I know the sound design, like uh, I'm thinking through some of the things that were most memorable, like the cinematography for sure sticks out with this one, uh, just because there's some scenes in there that are the most gorgeous things I've ever seen. But, uh, but even like within the sword fights, within like uh, even just like the nature ambiance that it has, it's so subtle that you don't even realize it's there. But then like it does add a lot as well. So if you go without it or once you if you pause the movie, I like I had to pause this movie a few times when I was watching it. Not because I was scared or anything, just because I had uh, I, I had some stuff I had to do. Life like, gets in the way. Life gets in the way sometimes. But you know like i came back to it and i was like huh okay this is kind of interesting how they they mix this in and it's it's pretty great uh it it reminds me of i I started playing assassin's creed valhalla recently and it kind of reminds me a little bit of that but on like a whole different scale uh so yeah if you're into like the whole viking world thing then check this check this out and if you're mature if you're mature enough to endure it uh it's it's still hard to recommend (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah okay i mean the director's coming out with uh, another movie this year so i'm looking forward to that yeah true it knows yeah. That's okay called. it's gonna be really weird but i'm gonna i'm gonna go opening day <laughs> <laughs> yeah but yeah i know the northman is my pick for that wow that we i feel like we just did top 10 there we just we yeah that was like that could be its own separate portion that was the appetizer you know what this is like our big like end of the year thing even though we're already like a week into the year (laughs) pretty much i mean i like like i said we wanted to do this episode done but things get in the way life gets in the way um obviously it's christmas and holiday season so you want to spend with your family and uh this this is a hobby. Unless you guys subscribe and <laughs> do it, support our Patreon. There you go. <laughs> Patreon forward slash News Planet Podcast. <laughs> there you go. Okay. So, cool. how are we going to do this? Do you want to go first or you want me to go first? Um, You can go first. I mean, I just went. Okay. And then and then you start the five. And then you start the top five. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Um, But number my, my tenth favorite film of the year. Now, th- I'm going way off the board. I don't think I've been told Ashton about this film. Uh, it's a documentary. <laughs> okay. Um, it's called The Sound of 007. Okay. This is on Amazon Prime. It's a documentary about the music of the James Bond franchise. Not very many people know. I love James Bond. Um, I, th- I, well, I remember being young, and for Halloween, I would just put a suit on and call myself James Bond. Um, because why not? Why wouldn't you do that? Because I'm like eight. <laughs> so, and uh, 
this documentary is amazing because I love I, my favorite part about the James Bond films are the score and the music. Obviously, for a lot of people, it is. Um, but this documentary goes into like um, where you know like the actual like James Bond thing came in, like the iconic like um, intro music that actually that actually came from like Indian music, which is very interesting, and uh, how Michael Caine. One of my, my favorite. Michael Caine. Michael Caine. Michael Caine. Michael Caine was the <laughs> first person to listen to uh, Goldfinger. Interesting. Because he was staying with the composer who made this song, and he's just like, "Go come here, listen to this." And he started playing it. The first person to listen to Goldfinger, and uh, very iconic theme. And I just love the themes, and especially uh, the latest one um, from Billie Eilish, "No Time to Die." They had like a big like. Um, that's one of my favorite themes. So they had the, like a big portion of the doc about that, and I found it very fascinating. And also how like they really make the movies around the song, and I think it's it's amazing. Um, I don't, and um, on Amazon Prime, man, I can't talk today. It is twelve a.m. Um, Amazon Prime, give it a watch. It's it's quite um enduring for anyone who likes James Bond, and yeah. Maybe not for casual moviegoers, but yeah, go give it a watch. I mean, it's on it's on Amazon Prime. You can turn it off whenever you want. There you go, number Dude, ten. A documentary, props. Dude, I I'm, I'm underrated educated. category. I'm educated. <laughs> he thinks he's better than the rest of us. <laughs> 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 no, just kidding. I watched like five documentaries this week. So, <laughs> Dude, don't slap. Okay, slap. Do you know how we can? In school, like you, the teacher would turn on a documentary, and everyone would be like, "Oh, why do we have to watch this?" I'm like, "Let's go." I mean, okay, I felt I felt the same way as a lot of those kids in school, just because the teacher was showing boring documentaries. If it's something I'm yeah, like true. into and fascinated with, then I will like go off. Like our next what you're watching is gonna pop off, dude. Oh, dude. yeah, <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> Coming soon. <laughs> <laughs> Subscribe. <laughs> subscribe uh yeah <laughs> cool I'll, I'll get my number 10 here uh yeah so nat already mentioned this one in his honorable mentions oh, but my number 10 is elvis oh so yeah i mean kind of as nat said you know like we saw this movie for the first time together and it's one of those movies where again you go in expecting something you get something totally different after like after you walk out of the theater it really talks more about like the darkness behind elvis's life like it dives into like his stardom and it kind of gives us like you know who he was before and like the whole origin thing but then it also kind of shows us it like a lot more into his life and yeah it just really opens up your eyes to i guess some of these like big pop culture icons you know and kind of gives like a whole new view on their their humanity rather than you know what we've kind of elevated them to in a sense and like austin butler did such an incredible job with the role uh i know like my my brother came with us and saw it he went later saw it with my brother and dad and then like my my dad hates rewatching movies but he rewatched this one like i think at least another once or twice uh it's just it's that good and it's about someone that most people in north america like really know and love uh no matter what generation you're from right so yeah i think this is it's incredible that's why it takes my number 10 still a little shook from it need to rewatch it again maybe if you know a friend who has a blu-ray you know you can come over or if you have a friend who has a crave account you know what i'm saying like oh it's true 
<laughs> Dude, the amount of times I've used your crave this break. <laughs> Dude, same actually. I've watched so many movies on there lately. Oh, I've been watching like TV shows and stuff. <laughs> uh, fair enough. Mm. Okay. Number nine. All right, number nine. Um, I think this is the... Actually, no, not the most recent movie I've seen. Um, But it is by the director <laughs> who made the best Star Wars movie ever. Oh, he put it on the top ten list. I did. Ryan Johnson's Glass Onion. I'm not Get calling it Knives Out Mystery, but dude, <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm, kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding for the whole Star Wars thing. Or am I? <laughs> who knows? Uh, Glass Onion. Um, the sequel to Knives Out is well, not really a sequel. It's kind of like a anthology series, whatever. It's a whole thing. Um, but this movie was so much fun. I had so much fun. I just lied in my bed and watched this on my iPad, and I was like laughing out loud and everything. And uh, dude, Daniel Craig as uh, Benoit. <laughs> Wait, Ben. Yeah, Benoit, Benoit Blanc. Benoit Blanc, dude. Freaking what a buddy guy! This guy's so funny, so great. Um, this whole cast is good. Uh, Edward Norton as Miles Braun. Uh, my favorite, my favorite, my favorite actress in this movie, Jessica Henwick, who played Peg, the assistant. I thought she was pretty freaking great in this movie too. And the twists and turns, and the plot twists, kind of midway through the movie. I'm, it's not really spoiling it because it's a mystery, so you guys know. Mm-hmm. It's a whole thing. And the first Knives Out had a plot twist in the middle of the movie, too. It's true. I, I, think, I think it's a pretty common thing with what uh, Ryan Johnson's trying to do with the series. Yeah. And, dude, this movie was so much fun. Like, very rarely do I, like, laugh out loud by myself. <laughs> and I did. And I'm like, I, it was like, I started this movie at, like, 1.30. And I'm like, oh, I have to go to bed. I have to go to bed. But I couldn't. I couldn't. <laughs> I, I had to watch this. And did I pay for it the next day? Of course I did. But it was worth it. Um, so, Glass Onion, number nine of 2022. It's solid. The, like, Ryan Johnson even misled people in the shots, too. Like, there were so many times I was convinced I, I knew who, who did it because it's a whodunit. Yeah. And I was so wrong. I was, like, kicking myself at the end of the movie. Like, dang. I uh, should have known. <laughs> known. known. Yeah, great movie. Cool. My number nine. This is a movie that I watched. That This was actually like my Christmas movie. I watched this one like Christmas Eve to Christmas Day. <laughs> uh, Interesting. But it's not a Christmas movie. It is, in fact, the opposite of a Christmas movie and not something you want to watch with your whole family around the Christmas tree. The Banshees of Inishirin. What a good friggin' film, dude. Can't, uh, <laughs> can't recommend it. <laughs> can't recommend it. But it is so funny. It's set kind of in the background of, like, the Irish Civil War. And the cinematography in this movie is, like, this... It's amazing. Like, mind-blown. Legit. Uh, and the the whole thing is kind of themed... It's, it's pretty much a commentary on the Irish uh, Civil War as well. Uh, the way that, you know, it, it has, like, this friend who... Or, who decides he doesn't want to be friends with like his best friend pretty much. And they kind of go to war with each other, just randomly out of the blue. Uh, and they're just, things get heated up. There's like this really big, like thing that this friend does, like this really big threat he gives. And it it's just, it's just incredible Crazy. seeing the ramifications and just how well it is like written, how well it's like directed, acted, shot, everything. 
uh it is it is actually insane <laughs> and you know just being set in the irish civil war and pretty much echoing the irish civil war is just it's fascinating uh that you know the there was that level of writing and thinking that went into this movie so that's that's my number nine i will talk about this film later hey yo <laughs> um Number eight. Wow, dude, we're going through this quick. I think we're going through this quicker than we are the uh, honorable mentions. <laughs> the honorable mentions. Yeah, you're right. Um, number number eight. Um, this was a film that wasn't really on my radar. Um, I wanted to watch it for a while, but I just never like pulled the trigger. And then one night, I'm just hanging out, and I'm like, "Oh, let's watch a movie." And then this this movie popped on the screen. You know when your screensaver like pops up, kind of uh, on the. Wh- so it's a Netflix Apple, movie. No, no, it's Apple TV Plus. Oh, Apple movie. TV Plus. Okay. Because I'm I'm sophisticated and I'm an Apple guy. So what can I say? This guy. <laughs> um, Zach Efron's the greatest beer run ever. Ooh. Now from the title, you're like, ha ha ha, that's so funny. It's probably a comedy. It's not. It's not a comedy. It's not a comedy. It is one of the most depressing movies I've seen this year. Uh, it is based on uh Vietnam War. Wait, right? That is right. Can I, can I just double check that, please? <laughs> yes, we are not more. <laughs> I, I, I gotta get my facts right. Yeah, you know, you know. Um, and Zach Efron plays Chicky, who um, is lives in New York, and he's watching these like, uh, you know, the pictures and the videos of uh, the troops overseas, and he's like, I wish I could do something. And as a joke, um, Bill Murray's like, Yo. You should bring beers to the new Vietnam. And he's like, bet. And he does it. And he does it because he doesn't think that the war is bad. Um, and if you know anything about the Vietnam War, no one really knows what they were fighting for. Um, it's a very confusing war for in American history. And uh, this this movie has so much heart. A lot more heart than has any right to be. Um, Zac Efron in a very... If he gets nominated... I'd be very happy, but he's not. But I'd be very happy if he does. Um, because this is his best film since Haiku Musical. Dang. Yeah. That's a high bar. Or the, his best... No, I didn't know what... Best movie since... Uh, What's that Ted Bundy movie? Yeah, extremely, oh, yeah, yeah. Extremely Wicked, Shockingly Vile, and Something Evil. Wait, I gotta get this title right. Extremely Wicked, Shockingly Evil, and Vile. Oh, no, I got it right. Oh, I got it right. There you go. Uh... Yeah, dude, this this movie slaps. Um, the The way that they use war as a device to tell a story is so fascinating, especially when um, Russell Crowe's character comes into the movie and he's a journalist and he's writing about this and sending like hateful things, hateful. Sorry, if you're listening on the on just audio, I'm using air quotes for hateful um, things he's sending overseas because you know. Obviously, with the war, people, journalists often don't sugarcoat things, and I think that's very important. Um, obviously, I don't want to get into a whole political thing, but I think this movie is very good for what it is, and based on true, it's based on a true story too. This guy actually went to Vietnam and gave cheap American Paps beer to his friends. Paps, not even good beer. Paps. He was the real enemy of the war. <laughs> You're gonna go, not, you're gonna keep, not gonna bring them like Heineken or anything. You're gonna bring them Paps, blue ribbon, buddy guy. I can get a, <laughs> I can get a whole, I can get a twenty four pack for like ten dollars at BC liquor store. Hey yo, shout out! Actually, oh, no, no, we to. can't shout it out. <laughs> <I have to. laughs> 
That's for the Patreon members. For the Patreon members, there you go. <laughs> and uh, yeah, number eight. I know I rambled about that movie, but guys, it's twelve forty-two. <laughs> I'm tired. Dude. Yeah, no, this is but great. We, we couldn't put it off any longer. We had to record. <laughs> we had to do it. We had to pull the trigger. Yeah. <laughs> I was changing my list too much. Uh, <laughs> I guess that's also a good disclaimer. Um, just because these are on our list now doesn't mean that by the time we wake up tomorrow, they're still going to be in the same order. <laughs> mine, we both mine, gotta, will. mine will. I, okay. I think for the, for, for the most part, mine will stay the same, but I've gone back and forth on so many of these, and there's still some movies that I need to see from this past year so that's kind of my top five will not change my top five is solid for this year but that's pretty dope six <laughs> well, to ten it's fair game that's fair we'll, we'll see what happens with mine okay uh my number eight this is an apple tv plus exclusive movie uh one that really hit me in the feels uh causeway jennifer lawrence uh brian tyree Excellent henry film Brian Tyree Henry was also he, he had two really big roles. I okay, maybe this was like a little more under the radar for him, but I, I feel like he did way better in this role. Uh but he did great in the other one. He was also in Bullet Train as uh Lemon. <laughs> can, I, can I just say he was in the best film of twenty twenty one? Eternals. Oh shoot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, this guy I I, I I've like just been loving him as an actor lately. Uh, he's done some great stuff, and this movie is no exception. This is a movie about uh, vulnerability. Uh, yes. It's about these two people with very traumatic, like very traumatic pasts, very traumatic things that happen in their lives. Jennifer Lawrence is like this army vet who is pretty much on like medical leave because she can't. She had a brain injury. She she's finding it hard to function. She's trying to she's finding these traumas hard to process. So she comes back home where she has even more trauma experience, which isn't even that healthy for her either. She's like the whole movie trying to work towards getting back into like back into the war or back into like uh, the military, I should say. And then Brian Tyree Henry's character, you know, he he has a very vulnerable uh, and very emotional, tragic past uh, with, you know, losing a family member and losing just everything pretty much uh like what in terms of like his love and everything his love life and they kind of both stumble into each other and what i really liked about this was <clears throat> it's a very platonic relationship because it's two very broken people for very different reasons that kind of come together and they just try to be vulnerable with each other and that's kind of what connects them but in a way it's kind of also what in, in certain scenes of the movie you'll understand like they they kind of fall apart for a bit and it's just it's crazy because in real life like i struggle with being vulnerable sometimes and it it's just wild to kind of see that portrayed on screen as a way of people connecting with one another but it's true it's powerful like the times i have been vulnerable with people i've connected better with them i'd say uh and you know in this case it's just two very crazy traumatic pasts that are very different from each other but they're still able to kind of support each other and it's it's just a really good film about that i would say so if you're into that like it's it's a heavy movie i wouldn't say there's anything like super inappropriate it feels inappropriate to be a, like a family like casual movie viewing but if you go mm. into it i mean 
there's there's like a little bit but it's no, not I, like I, you could, i would recommend it but like, i would recommend it not to families not to families like don't don't watch this for a casual viewing but if if you yourself are interested in kind of this sort of thing then you have to be in the mood for it you have to be in the mood for it and yeah exactly so yeah there you go my number eight dude those are some good movies apple tv plus has brought out some really good movies dude for real i mean hey academy award-winning film coda was from apple tv plus that's true and we love that movie we do they have tastes <laughs> <laughs> looking yeah, at you prime right. video not kidding prime prime said some solid tv shows dude prime is legit so good so good the boys <laughs> <laughs> we don't talk about that here <laughs> <laughs> okay so um for number seven uh there was a movie originally in this spot um, but I thought, I don't want it's going to be high in Ashton's list, so I'll leave that for him. So I replace it with another movie. <laughs> um, but I, Ashton has not seen this movie. Bigger, big flex. I've seen way more movies than Ashton has this year. This freaking buddy guy. Like, way more. <laughs> this <laughs> <no> guy. <laughs> um, Marcel, the shell with shoes on. Oh, I almost my, rented it too. <laughs> it's my number seven pick of the year. For one simple reason. It's cute. Like, are you, are you kidding me? It's it's very cute. And I want to see this with my parents. And this movie's about family. And it's one of the it's one of those movies where you know it's going to be, like, this really cutesy and heartfelt movie, but you're just not ready for it. Uh, this movie was, to me, A24's one of their best films. A24 is the studio who does a lot of movies. Um, he did a, a really another really good movie this year. Actually, a couple. Legit, um, one of my favorite studios now, just yeah, based off I of this th- year alone. I think it's them, and like for me, it's them, and uh, honestly, um, Marvel. But that's whatever, <laughs> whatever, man. Whatever. Hey, no, I have no superhero movies on this list. So, hey, I, um, I don't either, actually. Uh, Jenny Slate, who's obviously a comic, um, plays Marcel, the shell with shoes on, uh, and I, there's this very weird dynamic between a shell and this man. I forgot his name. Um, but they adopt this relationship where the man wants Marcel to get back to um, his family. Um, lost his family because they're shells. It sounds really weird. Like, um, it's, a, it's a weird concept, but trust me, it works. Um, I've talked to maybe like one other person who has seen this movie and they they literally said it's their favorite favorite film of the year um this movie is going to get so much more attention during academy award season i mean at least i hope so um i hope it gets a couple nominations even if it doesn't win i just hope it gets recognition because it should and just give it a watch man it's it's one of the best films of the year for a reason and there's a reason why um it got re-released in like a thousand theaters and i think it's hey it's better than the other movie that got released this year morbius so oh <laughs> uh, yes and that's a really high bar to reach above isn't it i can't believe they re-released morbius <laughs> uh, you memers i participate in the memes too so like i'm, I'm part i'm part you of the did. problem it's me hi i'm the problem it's me <laughs> <laughs> Dude, the Taylor Swift album was better than Morbius. <laughs> Don't yeah, well, me. that was to be expected. <laughs> this is true. 
Taylor Swift episode coming soon. <laughs> coming very, very coming soon. Very soon. Um, oh my gosh, hit me with your number seven. Okay, my number seven. This is a movie that we, we went to see not too long ago either. Probably about a month ago now. And it, it it hit it hit both of us in the fields. Like both me and Nat left the theater being like, yo, what was this that we just saw? Like, how oh, do we wait. process no. this? Uh <laughs> I know what it is. <laughs> Fablemans. The fatal the Fablemans. Uh this Ashen, movie. Don't talk too much about this, please. Okay, okay. I will <laughs> say this movie is like a culmination of like Steven Spielberg's life and being I would say a the most influent a fictional account of his life Wait, and being semi-autobiographical sorry that's the <laughs> word I should use yeah there you go and being you know the, I would say the most influential movie director and one of the last big big name directors in Hollywood um this is just it's an insane movie and I know you know some people have like really enjoyed it some people haven't really understood it but if you understand it and if you can look at some of other Spielberg's movies and look at this it just like blows your mind like i was watching um i was watching uh ready player 1 like last night and to me it was like holy crap like i could not stop thinking about fablemans when i was watching it like just the the trajectory that his life was on based off of you know, the events that happened in his movie and in his life for real and how he, you can kind of see like in different characters, you know, even looking at like E.T., how he based certain scenes in that movie off of like his parents getting a divorce. And, you know, this movie showcases all of that. It's raw. It is like very emotional. Uh, it's very incredibly acted obviously well shot it's just it's a movie it's a love letter to people that love movies and we've gotten a lot of those this year like even i'd say babylon is a big one too uh it is like it it is just wild uh if you're if you're into movies check this one out like 100 percent uh crazy crazy or even just a spielberg fan check it out too yeah this is spiel there is obviously some weird things in here but i feel like you can we can we can recommend to a good amount of people yeah if you not like young families like if you have like kids don't take them to this what are you doing with your life yeah take them to put some boots (laughs) did you see see Puss boots not yet i was going to on tuesday but you know the rona struck it's good (laughs) not my top 10 but it's good okay 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 no number six Ashton already talked about it. It's the Banshees of Inner Sh- Inner Inner Sheeran. Inner Sheeran, thank you. Oh God, I can't talk. Um, to me, I watch so. You know how like people like can only watch movies like on a bigger on like their laptop or like a, a movie theater. I watch this movie on my phone, and I can even tell on my phone that this is the one of the best looking movies of the year. I, I mean, I've been, I I eventually watched it on a bigger screen later. I have a projector downstairs in my basement. Big flex, I know. Um, and this movie, directed by Martin McDonough, who has done um, 2017's Three Billboards, Three Billboards Out Ebbing, Missouri. Not one I can recommend to a lot of people. Um, but he knocked it out of the park with this movie. I would be shocked if he does not get a Oscar nomination for Best Director for this movie. Colin Farrell, Brendan Gleeson, Barry Kinnigan. Um, the cast is electric. Um, very small cast. Maybe like, I would say like 20 people, which is a small cast for some films. 
And I I walked away from this film and I'm like, wow. I forgot how bad the Irish Civil War was. And like Ashton said, not only are they in the war with, you know, in the Civil War, but they're in the war with each other. And, you know, obviously, with all wars, there's conflict within, you know, a community. And, you know, obviously, it sucks because people leave, people die, people get hurt. Uh, yeah, this movie was amusing. I feel like it has one of the... It's way more funny, way more funnier than people give it credit for. I I would like, categorize it as like a dramedy almost. Dude, it's a dark. It's a really. It's dark a dark. Comedy. It's a dark dramedy, like a very dramatic dark comedy in a way. Yeah, I mean, yeah, this movie's getting a lot of Oscar buzz, so I'm really excited to see where this lands. I I wouldn't be surprised if it wins. I really wouldn't. I be wouldn't surprised. either. It, it feels like it feels like a film that would win. I'm still kicking myself for like. For us not watching this in theaters because we had talked about it so many times and then it just never our schedules were just too busy it was because it came out during exam season so it was kind of yeah. hard to go watch it, was, it and by the time we were done it was like Ugh. it wasn't released for that long yeah at I least mean, in like it, the theaters near us i'm looking at it right now well not it's, it's near me not near you yeah you're right <laughs> it is uh playing one theater in all of canada right now and it's like 20 minutes away from my house. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, it is on Disney Plus. That's where we both watched it. That's so. where we both watched it, yeah. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. All right, Ashton. Number six. Let's do this. Okay. Number six for me. Uh, this is a movie that we <laughs> we tr- we tried. We really tried to get a gang together to go see this. But even with the small gang we had, it still worked out. Dude, uh, it w- actually, I feel like I know exactly what you're going to say. I feel like we tried to get like tw- like twelve, fifteen people to come with us to watch this movie. <laughs> we ended up with four, and I feel like it was this be- experience was better than if we bring fifteen people. I think so as well. Uh, Give it Ashley. What is that movie? So this is Avatar: The Way of the Water. Man, you know some <laughs> of the documentaries I've been watching over the past few days have literally been like James Cameron stuff, and. I've this movie just gave me a whole new appreciation for him. Obviously, he's directed some really big hits, and you know, the first Avatar being the highest grossing movie, uh, like worldwide. I guess domestically, that that title goes to Endgame now, but worldwide, it's still like Avatar. Uh, and you know, The Way of the Water is, I think I liked it better than the original just because it hit on the family vibes. I know going into this, we were both, we were, we were both like really tired. Uh, because we had just finished up school. We saw it's this the last like day of school. <laughs> the last day of school. Uh, but also, you know, we're entering the holiday season and the holidays for me are like, in terms of family, a pretty emotional time. And dude, this was, this was like just a crazy roller coaster of a ride. Like during the end of the movie, dude, we were, we're both kind of like hugging each other, crying. It was like, it was like a we're serious weak. bro moment. Uh, th- this is making the list of movies that made me cry, by the way. It is, it is incredible. Also just being like a, a movie that's entirely like, I think 96% of the movie is a hundred percent CGI and wild, man. it's, that's it's crazy. insane. Like we've talked it's about this a lot on the movie. pod, like friggin' like water scenes are incredible and so such a challenge to animate and you know, Wakanda forever did like an amazing job. Wakanda I thought that forever. was like pretty much peak. Yeah, you're right. Uh, <laughs> But then, but then I saw this, and I was like, "There's no way!" Like after a while, your brain just kind of forgets that it's animated, 
and you're just kind of like what is this and the way they shot it like it's revolutionary like this movie has probably the the next 10 years of cinema are just like the first avatar are going to drastically change based off of this what this one movie did alone technically speaking the new tech that they've been developing for the past 10 years to actually make this movie work uh you know wet for wet scenes which is where you you have a an actor actually submerged in water while they're shooting mocap footage it's like the first movie to ever do that uh it is wild and props to james cameron on this i think we're doing like we, sh- we should still do a re- review on it because it is no, we like will. We, uh, we, it is we incredible someone who wants to be on the podcast yeah so I'll, I'll save most of my thoughts for that but just like it it hits hard it hits hard uh if if you have the patience to see a three-hour movie <laughs> there have been a lot of really long movies this year i was thinking about that like a lot of like three hour plus movies uh but yeah. this one like felt the least like a really long movie after like to me afterwards anyway so hey i mean if you can put up with it and if you want to add to the hype of it it's hyped for a reason go see it I mean, I <laughs> bring the family to- I was talking to a friend uh, yesterday, and she's been trying. She's been trying to watch this movie since it came out, but every single time she goes to like look at seats, it's sold out. Still, that's wild. I know, and, and it's Angelina. She who's been on the pod before. Um, yeah, she's been trying to watch this for a while, but uh, yeah, she can't find can't find seats. See this on the biggest screen you can. Like we saw this I, on Screen X. Incredible. I, I suggest that. Um, I still want to see this in 3D because it's one of those movies that was shot intentionally for 3D, not just formatted to 3D. I don't think I'm going to watch it in 3D, but you tell me how it is. Yeah, okay. Will do. I can't. I kind of want to see an IMAX too. IMAX 3D. <laughs> Might have to. <laughs> Might have to. I'm, go- I'm going to be even more broke, dude. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Cine Club. I get Cine five Club. bucks off every single ticket now. Hey. <laughs> Big not flex. bad. <laughs> That's my flex of the year. <laughs> <laughs> Frick. Gotta get me that. Hey, it's it, it's worth it. I mean, if you hey, if you want to go five dollars halfsy with me, you have your month. I mean, Might have to. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, so that that is halfway. Um, Ashen, I'm gonna take it. Let's, let's take a quick break because I really have to pee. Yeah, no, same actually. <laughs> okay, so we're gonna take a quick break. Um, and then I'll go back. I'll Ashen, you start with number five, and then cool. uh, we'll co- we'll come back and finish off this list. Okay, guys. Oh, uh, well, so you have to break. Enjoy a, a word from. I don't know. I'll wait a bit here, though. I'll put something funny. Okay, enjoy the break. <laughs> hey, guys. Nat here. Uh, we have a Patreon. It's Patreon forward slash Nerds of Flannel Podcast. If you can go there and support us, that'd be great. We have four different tiers. They're all obviously Star Wars related. So check that out. Patreon forward slash Nerds of Flannel. Give us a little bit of cash so we can buy some new equipment and we can do more things. And we'd love to give you guys content that you guys want as well and yeah thanks guys hey guys <laughs> welcome back uh from that break i hope whatever was there was entertaining and it's, if it was a sponsor of some sort we yeah yeah they're they're great probably not but if it was they're great and if it was a plug for our patreon then that's even better uh might have to <laughs> cool might have to <laughs> with like the glasses at like the yeah <laughs> that'd be pretty dope dude might have to <laughs> cool uh number five so i actually literally just changed this with my number four pick originally this was going to be my number four pick but i was thinking about it during the break 
And I do my best thinking on like the can. It's like a philosophical throne in a way. And for the showers, the shower is pretty great too. It's a great place to uh, to consume drinks too. Uh, shower beers, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, my my number five pick going into the top five list. Where the crawdads sing. Where the cra- I I knew you're gonna do that. He did that on the review episode too. He had to. It's part of the job. I get it. <laughs> so this movie, uh, it's it it still hits me. Like it is. I still hate that Rotten Tomatoes has this at like thirty two percent. So dumb. Yeah, I I I think it's thirty two. Anyways, in the thirties, I can say that for sure. Uh, unless it's changed within the past little bit. 34 okay okay but still sucks it should be like at least 70s at least uh yeah i know this movie it's an adaptation of uh of a book and i know a lot of the people that love the book were like oh well it didn't really it, it changed some things and i i get that like being a guy who likes original to the script adaptations but being someone who hasn't read the book this movie slapped. Like I still think about it all the time. You know, it gave us one of the uh, one of my favorite songs from Taylor Swift in a long time with Carolina. Uh, it also just proved to be like this really great social commentary mixed into like this murder thriller mystery sort of movie, and really just gives you like all the emotions. Uh, it it just I left the theater contemplating life. Like on the drive home in the summer, these men texted me. I I texted him too. I was like, "Dude, where the crawdads sing? Go see it." Uh, it it is it is a phenomenal movie in my opinion. The acting is great. Daisy Edgar Jones headlines this, and she's she's just had a really great year this year. Uh, and this movie True. is no exception to that. Regard, I think regardless of what most people say about the movie, they're pretty positive about her uh about her in this role so pretty great uh this this movie i forget i think i had it at, as like number three before in like our I'm last sure you had, list didn't you have it number two i think you had it i might have had it in two it was high it high was pretty it was pretty high uh and you know it's still an amazing terrific movie uh but yeah i think you know this is this is where i feel comfortable putting it at the end of the year it's st- still remains like within the top five so pretty great Pretty great. I mean, my number five. I'm just, I'm just gonna say it. It's uh, Avatar: The Way of Water. Hey yo, I should just piggyback off Ashen. I told him during the break, but you no, know, that's okay. Here are my thoughts of it. Okay, okay. Better than the first movie. Uh, I'm really looking forward to the sequels, um, which they're going with like the elements of the Earth. So this one was water. The first one was. Uh, we can, you can call it air, or you can call it a gr- uh, ground, or whatever you want to call it. Um, and the next one's going to be fire, which I'm very excited for. Because that, that gives you a lot of, like, fires, physics, and illuminations and stuff. So I'm really looking forward to that. It's going to look so great. Uh, James Cameron, this is his best movie. Really? That's a really high bar. Mm, I want to say it is. Okay. From a technical standpoint and a storytelling standpoint. Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean... Terminator 2 is really good. <laughs> Judgment Day is really good. But um, James Cameron knocked out of the park. Um, the cast with uh, um, Chase Gamora. Zoe Saldana? 
Zoe Zodana, thank you. I know you get it. Uh, Zoe Zodana as Neytiri. Um, oh my gosh, why am I blanking? <laughs> Sam, Sam Worthington. Sam Worthington, yeah. Worthington as Jay Sullivan. I'm blanking about everything. Um, Stephen Lang as Miles, whatever, his evil guy. Uh, yeah, it's crazy. I love this movie. I Like I said, Ashton said everything. I, I, I kind of want to say. Um, but that's okay. Because same, sim- simpatico. <laughs> simpatico. simpatico. There you uh, go. To me, uh, this movie was a movie that... Actually, you know what? I was I was hyped for it. But I wasn't as hyped as I thought it was. As I thought I was. Until I sat in there. And I saw the three screens come on. Screen X, baby. Screen X is crazy. You should go. Um, and I'm like... <gasps> And we brought uh, our friend Christian. Shout out Christian and my girlfriend Chanel. Um, we brought them, and when the three screens turned on, Christian was like, "Yo!" We started like he put on his, on his Instagram story. It was really funny. It was really <laughs> funny. I mean, okay, this this was like our our second Screen X movie, right? Second or third? Your second Screen X movie. <laughs> Your second. My screen second. X. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Wait, which, which other one did you see in Screen X? Uh, I saw Top Gun again in Screen X. Okay. Well, <laughs> technically, this was our second, both of our second different film in Screen X. And then one else, no, no, I saw one more. Hold on. Because we saw Top Gun together in Screen X. Yeah, and I saw, wait, what else? I'm trying to look at my movie ticket. Just keeps them as trophies. I saw one more, but I can't remember what it is right now. Fair I've enough. Seen movies. <laughs> um, you know, this movie is from the first five minutes. I knew this was going to be something different. And like we said, this movie's long. It's three hours and 15 minutes, whatever it is. It didn't feel like that. Not to me, at least. I was engaged every single moment the screen was on. Uh, one of the most gorgeous looking movies. If it does not win for Best Virtual Effects at the Oscars, there will be riots. There will be riots. Um, because some of the scenes look like they're filmed in real life, but they're not. Especially the water scenes, as we keep on saying. And man, it's so good. Go get, if you haven't, give it a watch. I will come with you if you pay for my ticket. <laughs> hey, yeah, same, same. <laughs> yeah, you take the nerds out for the, Take the nerds out. Yeah. You know, treat us, treat Re- us. It's reverse Patreon. You pay us to come. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, yeah, I'm, I, I'm hyped I, for that review. I'm hyped for that review. I'm really hyped. I don't want to say too much about it because I, obviously I'm going to leave it for the review and actually said a good amount. That's my number five. Sweet. Okay, my number four. Number four. Moving moving along here. This is a movie that we... Okay, Nat had already seen it, but we saw on a whim because we're out of school. Why the frick not? This is number four? This is number four. I have is this your... movie at number four. Oh, really? Okay, let's both talk about it. Uh, you you the, enjoy it. The Whale. Oh. Brendan Fraser, The Whale. Oh, oh. Dude, <laughs> I have so much to say about this. I don't know. Like, is is it worth doing a review about this? Or maybe I'll, I can say some stuff for w- what you're watching as well. But it uh, is. We could do it. We could do a quick review about that. Yeah, you know what? We can. Let's do it. Okay. Like okay. Yeah. Because this. But just spill it. <clears throat> this movie hit me on a very deep level because it talks. It's like this really big emotional commentary about this guy who uh you know he's 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 seen some stuff he's been through trauma and 
he the the way he's dealt with it and the way he's been is by harming himself through one of the most common actually i i, I would say it's probably the most common way the most like what re, the biggest uh type of self-harm Coping that you can inflict in north america uh that most people don't talk about and that's through overeating um yes. and yes it is you know like heck i've I've even had this in my own life. Like it is such a big thing that people don't realize is like this really big thing. But once you see this movie, it just like all comes together and you can really see how well portrayed it is that, you know, it's, it's a big way of self-harm. And Brendan Fraser plays this role incredible. Uh, He plays like this really broken guy who's, who pretty much has a week left to live and wants to use that time to reconnect with his daughter and the performance like obviously this movie has gotten a lot of hype like at the venus uh film festival there was like a 14 minute standing ovation for fraser in this role which is, was well it. deserved i would have done it too i wanted to do it in the theater uh it is we should have we we'll, we'll go watch it again <laughs> might have to, <laughs> <We> have to. <laughs> yeah it it's wild uh man it's really hard to summarize it because there's so many complexities it's a character driven yeah. film i'd say and you just see so much development in certain characters and so much, again, trauma, dealing with self-harm, all these other really big themes. Definitely not a family movie. Don't take your kids to see this. Uh, even if you're thinking of seeing it, like, just know what you're in for. Uh, you know, there's even themes about like how harmful like even like religion can be. Uh, just really big, deep themes like that. And, you know, it's it's a great commentary on those things. Yeah. Uh, for me, this film was actually, I didn't really want to. Okay. So <clears throat> I knew it was coming out. Um, it was, a, it was a film my dad really wanted to see. So I went with my parents to see this movie and it, it hit me harder than I thought it would. Um, just because, you know, we do go to Bible college and they do talk about the Bible and religion a lot. So it does make you think not that I'm going to stop being Christian. Never. Yeah. But I, uh, it, it really makes you think about like how religion works and um you know the they're they're the like kind of the darker things about religion and i i think that's especially important nowadays especially with people with churches being this with some churches being as big as they are yeah and uh it it's really it's really good to see um like you said Brent Fraser he he's going to win the oscar that's my bold prediction for 2023. He's going to win the Oscar. And he will get slapped by Will Smith. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> this movie is, to me, the most impactful film in, to me in 2022. Um, just because it's based, it's based on a play. And I went to see a production of this while back. And uh, not, the actor who played the main character, um, Charlie... Did not do as well as Brendan Fraser did. But it was like a college production, so I didn't expect it to be anything great. Um, but knowing the backstory of this, it made me really like just sink into the performances and sink into the subtleties. I mean, I saw this I saw this I saw this movie two days in a row. Um, and that does something to a man. <laughs> I will tell you. <laughs> I will tell you it does something to a man. And I'm glad I did because it's one of my favorite films of the year. And it is a travesty that is only 66% on Rotten Tomatoes. 
a hundred percent. It should be like at least close to a hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes. I, I, I would give, say to me, I give it a 92. <laughs> 92. Okay. I, I would aim for more of a 97 ish. Okay. Well, I like, like I said, I can't recommend this to a lot of people. Yeah. That's, I think that's why it's a, a really like big drop in the score because a lot of people can't watch this. Um, they will be scarred based a couple scenes. Um, and it's very, uh, artsy Darren Aronofsky directed this who did Black Swan um pretty sure he did Requiem for a Dream which is another uh movie about addiction uh he does amazing work um in creating a story where well not creating adapting a story where it's so applicable to a lot of people and uh yeah man go watch this movie I would be buying this when it comes on Mm Blu-ray and be watching it again and if I ever had to do a paper analyzing something, it would probably be this. Yeah. I I was even thinking, like, I know, like, my mom and sister are doing, like, psychology and stuff in school. Oh, perfect movie to watch. Amazing movie for that kind of context, uh, especially when dealing with people who, uh, like, trying to get in the mindset of people um, who resort to things like self-harm. Uh, it is an incredible film that just showcases the complexities around like this conversation and with you know obesity being as big as it is no no pun intended in the west uh (laughs) seriously no pun intended i said it i was like oh shoot i messed up but yeah in the west uh it it is something that it does really great at navigating it in such a direct and bold way uh and it's just incredibly done so hope oh. 9.1 9.2 out of 10 9.2 out of 10 oh shoot <laughs> review coming soon <laughs> yeah we should do a review on this no we can have should. Review. yeah it, it doesn't like need to be long uh, it could be a quickie or whatever it is yeah cool want to so, lead us in with number do you want me to start top three i can start top three or right, we're, we're on number four now right or no no that was number four that was number four. Oh yeah no you do top three you do, you do top three you want me to start do it okay so Top Gun Maverick came out this year. It did. It was a pretty good movie. It was a pretty good movie. And another um, Glenn Powell play movie came out this year as well. <laughs> oh, here we go. Ashton has not seen this movie. And I'm I very haven't. shocked that you haven't seen this movie yet. I know. I tried. I just, I had COVID. <laughs> That's yeah, got, this man got COVID again. <laughs> um, devotion. Um... To me, this movie has, based on a true story, has just a bit more heart than Top Gun Maverick. Um, because it's based on a true story. And also, um, Jonathan Majors and Glenn Powell's relationship, chemistry in this movie, it's amazing. Like, um, r- Very rarely do I come out of a film and I'm like, hey, that was pretty good. I want to watch it again. I didn't, but like... Sometimes I like need sometimes sometimes to think about a movie, and just you know sink my teeth back into it. But this one I just want to go back immediately. I didn't, but you know. Uh, to me, some of the fight some of the fighting scenes in this movie are top notch. Obviously, with today's technology and the way that they've been fl- uh, doing aerial scenes, I think that look out for a lot more pl- movies about fire pilots and uh, just. You know, even helicopters or whatever you want to do. Uh, even with, like, Top Gun Maverick, I feel like that set a bar, and I feel like some movies can go past that in terms of fighting scenes. But 
this movie does one thing really well. Um, it plays with the idea of brotherhood. Now, obviously, uh, in the war, you know, they're, they're your brothers and everything. And, you know, you fight alongside your brothers. Um, this cannot be more true for these two characters. Um, do I have the names here? Um, Jonathan Major plays Jesse Brown, and Glenn Powell plays Tom Hudner. And um, obviously, Jonathan Majors is a um, black actor, and this movie is based in um, what's it called um, the Korean War, and um, how Jonathan Majors' character Jesse Brown was one of the first black pilots. And it's really important to note that obviously it wasn't seen then. Um, but the character that Gunpowder plays is not afraid to stand up for this black character immediately. Usually, in movies with black characters, the white the white characters, they, it takes some time for them to like like them, right? Immediately, that's one thing that hit me hard. Is immediately this character, sorry, this person, because it's based on a real story, um, went to this person. I was like, I want to be your friend. I want to be your brother. I want to help you in this situation, and so good. Um, the ending. I want, don't want to spoil it. Is it hurts, man? It's not a happy. It's not, I always I wouldn't call it a happy ending. Um, obviously, like I am saying, based on true story, it's not a happy ending. But to some, it is. Um, dude, such a good movie. An hour, two hours, and nineteen minutes of absolute heartfelt fun. Yes, there you go. Top three. Okay. <laughs> I'm not okay. Crying. You're crying. <laughs> well, my third favorite finally for once is a film that nat hasn't seen yet <laughs> i probably have what is it all quiet on the western front baby oh, yeah you're right I'm <laughs> hey war movies top three war movies go. yeah something about that hey uh yeah so all quiet on the western front uh so technically this is an adapt well, like it is an adapted screenplay uh but it's also like a it's a remake as well but it's not really a remake like it's weird. So, you know, they're one of the first biggest Oscar movies ever in history was the original All Quiet on the Western Front. I think it was Very true. I think it was the first movie. I, I should check this, but I think it was like the first movie to win multiple categories as just one singular movie. Oh, fact check that. Keep going. Yeah, go for it. Uh and this next movie I think has a really good shot at Best Picture. Uh as well as you know, best adapted screenplay as well as best international film. It does so much right. I I don't know, Nat. Did you read the book in in school by chance? I might have. Okay. <laughs> I remember. I, I, I read a lot of books. I remember reading this in like grade eleven, uh, for my humanities class, and the book hit me hard. It was like one of my favorite books that we read. Uh, originally the written. Book's old man. It's old. Originally written after, like coming off of World War One, and that's what this movie's about. It's about World War One. It was so provocative that even Hitler had this book like banned and burned because the whole point of this story is to give people a perspective of what war is really like. Uh, like the tragedies of war and it's a fiction based off of true events from the author himself who fought in the great war uh, for Germany. And it's just this really applicable movie to today's situation, even with like the Russia Ukraine war and many of the other wars that are going on as well. It does such a good job at really 
bring you in. It's it's so different than like other war movies that have these really well shot war scenes. These scenes are too well shot to the point where you start feeling sick in your stomach whenever you see someone get shot because it's so realistic, so gory. You know, seeing like the horrible nature of men and really at you, this movie gets you to struggle with that question of like, is this really what humanity is? Like, are we really, you know, at our core, these horrible human beings that are being forced, like when put in these situations are capable of like these really gruesome oh, acts, <laughs> which, you know, a lot of books have wrestled with too. Uh, but it also at, ask this for this other question of like is war ever really worth it like after you see the horrors of war is it ever really worth it in the end uh even if one singular person has to go through an experience like the great war and the amount that the soldiers suffered there is that really worth it and this movie came out uh just around remembrance day or veterans day if you're in the u.s and it just it hit different like i remember going to my local remembrance day ceremony uh in uh in surrey and it was just fantastic, just like eavesdropping and people just talking about this movie. It was like, yeah, like people are like really asking themselves that question. And I think it brings a lot more thought to everything that's happening in the world. Again, with like Russia, Ukraine and all this other stuff. Uh, and it's it changes things and it does things differently than the first film while keeping true to the book. And it's really long. If you watch it, watch it in German with uh, English subtitles because it's like authentic, incredible with that. You know, the, the English subtitles were good. Or, sorry, the English captions uh, and like dubs were great. But the German just like it, it brings it to a whole new level because it really gives you that realism of what this movie was intended for. I, I could talk forever about this movie, so I won't. But check it out uh if you have the stomach for it it is a very disturbing long movie as war movies are i know like so many people that started it and had to turn it off so if you are like really good at holding in your dinner uh and you can stomach a lot of gory graphic scenes uh then and you're you just you like the book or you you've, you have interest in this then you can check it out. It's not for kids. It it is kind of it is pretty hard to recommend for general audiences, so I won't. But if you're in that category of people that love war movies and can handle stuff, like check it out because this might actually be the best war movie of all time. There, I said it. Bold, bold take. Bold take. Bold take. Um, quick thing back back to you a little bit before. Um, All Quiet on the Western Front, the original one, came in 1930. Yep. It won Best Picture, Best Director, Best Adapted Screenplay, Best Cinematography, and then another one for Best Cinematography, but black and white. Okay. And I feel like this movie has a shot at winning all of those categories again this year, except for like the black and white one, because obviously it's in color. But This is a film I will watch before um, before the Oscars. It's going gonna, it's gonna to shake you up, my dude. It's, it's going to be highly like talked about in the Oscars, though. For sure, it's going to be nominated. It's great. You know, actually, looking at the list, looking at my list, at least, I'm very curious to know what your number two is. I think I know what your number one is. I think I could call what your next two are. Okay, well, tell, I'm going to sell you my number two, and then tell me tell me if... Uh, because I kind of told you already. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Um, number two. I'm not going to intro it. It's Top Gun Maverick. Called it. 
Okay, I got you. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that predictable? <laughs> um, obviously, you guys know. If you listen to Day with the Pod, you know how much I love the Top Gun franchise. Sorry, Top Gun, not franchise. Why did I call it franchise? <laughs> Top Gun movies. Um, obviously, the, the 1986 one is one I can't recommend to everybody just because there's some sexual stuff in there. But we won't talk about that right now. Um, and obviously, it's like a heartfelt thing for me because I did grow up watching these, watching the original Top Gun with my dad. Lot, lots of bonding for us there. And... It's it's um the original one's a film where I can just rewatch and rewatch and rewatch. It's very quotable. I mean, give me one second. Come on. Talk to me, goose. I have the VHS right here. <laughs> I mean, I don't, have a, I don't I don't have a VCR to put this anywhere, but I do. I'm gonna put this here for the rest of the video. Wait, where's the case? Um, it's actually I have a shrine. <laughs> I like <laughs> I have a whole thing up right here. It's like the Top Gun, the sorry, the exclusive Top Gun Maverick poster that I got from going to the pre 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 screening, um, the Top Gun vinyl cover and the Top Gun VHS thing, and then like a couple of illustrations I did when I was young. I'm a big fan. What can I say? And Top Gun Maverick is not only the better film, but it is my number two for the year because. Man, I was so excited. You have no idea. This was my number one anticipated movie of the year. Did not disappoint. Did not disappoint. Um, do you know that? You guys, actually, you know that Homelander meme? It was like, it was perfect. It was perfect to, down to every minute detail. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was, that was Tom Cruise for me. Uh, T- Tom Cruise knocked it out of the park. I mean, it's a Tom Cruise movie, so I, w- I don't want to say he was great in this movie. He was pretty good. Um, Jennifer Connelly, Miles Mal- Teller still a show for me. Um, I think he stole the show for, like, everyone. Especially for the ladies. Especially for the ladies. Glenn Powell, though, also <laughs> stole the show. Yeah, surprising. And, yeah, no, this movie is so much fun to me just because it brings out, I love planes. And seeing those real planes go through, like, a, cr- a cri- crevasse, 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 <laughs> cr- yeah, whatever, go through <laughs> a low, never mind, I'm going to say, I'm not even going to try to save it. But no, it was, it's one of my favorite films of all time, already. One of my favorite films of the year. And it one that I'm looking forward to rewatching the movie multiple times. And I'm really looking forward to watching, listen to that director's commentary. That's right, I'm the director's commentary guy. I'm, I'm really, I'm really nerdy, what can I say? <laughs> respect, respect. And I can recommend to everybody, because everyone has seen it already. Yeah. It seems like everyone's seen it already, so. Talk to Maverick, number two. Okay. All right, yeah. Ashton, give me your number two. I don't think I'm going to be able to guess it. But so you know what's two. really funny about both of our number twos? They were our number ones on our last list. Because mine, what was your number one? mine is everything, everywhere, all at once for number the two. What's your number one, two? What's your number one? <laughs> <laughs> Just you wait. Oh, God. So, yeah, everything, everywhere, all at once. Uh, you know, this, this movie... What is there to say about this movie that hasn't already been said? I've talked a lot about it. We we have both talked a lot about it here on the pod. And <clears throat> I think if you've stepped outside in the past year, Top Gun and Everything Everywhere, and I guess Avatar as well, are kind of like those really big word of mouth movies that everyone's just talking about that aren't really, you know, like MCU or DC or whatever. 
uh everything everywhere all, all at once like i i remember we were we were kind of like we saw it before it was cool not it's, yeah. it's a flex we were the ogs it's, shut up people <laughs> it's a flex but it's also like legit like we went to see this we were both kind of like what's going on even i was like is are we actually like is this gonna be any good like why are we here uh, it was a might have to moment it was a might have to moment uh, on a tuesday cheap tuesday movies and we both left super stunned and shocked like it so uh good. it was so freaking good you know still my favorite multiverse movie still kind of like this really great movie that kind of incorporates all these different elements from different movies that i love and c- figures out the perfect formula for pushing them into the same context and it is incredible uh <laughs> i again we, we talked about it a lot uh the other day, like, even my sister was asking me what this movie was about, like, a description of it, and I tried to explain it, and I just can't. Like, you have to see it to understand it. Um, it You know, it started off as, like, this low-budget A24 film and is made back four times what the budget was on the movie based off of word of mouth, uh, basically. And I think it did get, if not a re-release, it got an extended stay in the theaters. It did. Because we saw well, this like, earlier two, in the year. Weeks. Yeah, 100%. We saw this earlier in the year, and then I took my brothers to go see this again in, like, June, uh, which is, like, crazy. Uh, and even that theater was, like, more packed than the first time we'd saw it. So it's, yeah, incredible movie. Uh, you know, I don't really know if it can be recommended for, like, families. Maybe if you're kind of in that young adult context uh, and you have really, really chill parents. Yeah, if you have a film family, then it's perfect. But yeah. if you don't, then maybe not. <laughs> then maybe don't. Uh, don't watch it with kids or whatever. I didn't really, like, after we left, I was like, this is a really great, like, pushing the edge of, like, PG-13. And then later in the summer, my brother was away at camp, and he'd already seen the movie with me. Uh, and th- th- there were some older staff that were watching it, and they said that he needed parental permission to watch this movie with him because it's actually rated R in Canada. <laughs> and Is I it? was like, apparently. So the reason my brothers were able no, to it's get it R in America, man. R in America. The ratings in the states are higher than here. Yeah, I, I that's probably what they're going off of. But I was like, the Bible thing, <laughs> the, the the Bible Belt sort of thing. No, no, the Christian. Uh, oh, plugged in plugged in the christian rotten tomatoes <laughs> <laughs> but yeah um i for for a minute i was thinking i was like the cool brother who like took my younger brothers to see this like movie. Yeah. but yeah i know it, it was just that canada's like really chill um <laughs> but you know it's it's one of those things my, my brothers can take it so yeah that's my number two Dude, I'm I, I'm so curious to see what your number one is. Give us your give us your number one, and I'll and then I'll I'll spill. I want some hints though. I want I want to, I want some hints later after after I talk about mine. Okay, okay. I'm gonna intro this one because this is my number one <laughs> of all of no I'm sorry of all time of of 2022. Asher knows what it is. Um, very rarely do I come out of the theater shocked. Like I'll be like, yo, that movie was so good. That was like. I'm gonna go watch it again next week with my dad. Um, but yeah, like I said, very rarely do I get shocked by a film and so emotionally invested in the film. Um, this is a film that I didn't intend to be very affected by, but because Steven Spielberg is one of my favorite directors, I really did. And that movie is The Fablemans. Um, this is why I go watch movies. This is why I 
This is why I wanted to start a podcast. I mean, this is everything I want in a movie and more. Um, especially coming from a director like Steven Spielberg, who's done some of my favorite movies like Jurassic Park, E.T., Saving Private Ryan, and Ready Player One, like Ashton just said. Um, like Ashton said, it's very, it's a semi semi autobiographical. Oh my Biographical. Gosh. <laughs> autobiographical account of his life and the way that he tells story the way that the scenes are shot it the way that the actors just sink their teeth um michelle williams paul dano uh um what's his face david lynch is in this movie at the end this this is seth a movie rogan Seth Rogen. Oh, how did I forget our old buddy Seth, man? Fellow Vancouverite. Oh yeah, that's true. I always forget he's from Vancouver. Um. Yeah, I. The thing is, I want to recommend this to people. But like I said, films are coming to a time where you can't just go to watch a movie anymore. You actually have to like be in a mindset for it, and I always am. But for regular audiences, it's a hard movie to watch. It does deal with like um disorders and you know adultery um uh anti uh anti-semitism thank you dude you're right on the wavelength man <laughs> i'm here it's, it's almost two o'clock in the morning <laughs> we're, we're, we're going through this <laughs> um and i'm talking really slow but you know that's okay you guys can speed it up on one two plus speed or whatever and I'm I'm so glad we watched this. This is kind of like again, this is an an off the whim movie. I remember it was the last day of classes. Well, last week of classes, and I'm like, oh Ashton, Vablemans, four forty five, letting me? And he's like, Might have to. So we went. <laughs> Drove from Surrey Center all the way to Langley in rush hour. So glad we did. <laughs> it was worth ended it. Up, ended up being my favorite film of the year. And a a move a film that I would want to study a little bit more. Yeah, for sure. Um, because you know, obviously, Ash and I have teased about wanting to make a movie forever. And there's a there's one shot in the movie. I'm like, I'm going to steal that. <laughs> it's the uh, the the dancing scene, isn't it, Nat? Actually, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's why he can't recommend that movie. You know what? I will do the dancing scene for us, dude. I would look great in a white tarp. um yeah that's my number one uh before ashton goes to his number one here's my cat if you see her on screen this is my cat (laughs) casually just the one hand flex (laughs) well i no, i just snake her off my keyboard but she was gonna tap on my keyboard and probably end the call so (laughs) this is my cat this is ever say hi oh oh, goodness Just attack the mic. Um, <laughs> just you can go down there now. Okay, Ashley, number one now. Okay, a uh, couple Wait, of hints. Is this a film that we've seen together? No, it's not. Intra- okay, just go for it. I don't uh, care. Okay, uh, so this movie, I was really debating. I had this in my as my s- second, and I think I had it as my fourth at some point as well. I was really conflicted about it, but then I watched it again with my family, and this was the third time I'd seen it. And I'd cried all three times. And I instantly knew that this movie was oh, probably movies. making it onto one of my favorite favorite movies of all time as well. Uh, it is Gilmiro del Toro's Pinocchio. 
so this movie man it just hit me so different it i this is a movie i would like to study more because what it does is it gives you a bigger take i mean we've all been there where you know kids ask questions about life or death you know like where we both nat and i both work with youth and i know that conversations come up a lot uh and you know trying to figure out this whole thing about mortality and what is what does it mean to actually really live and this movie does such an amazing job at explaining that in such a relatable way that we can really everyone can understand no matter what stage of life you're at uh it is it is such you wouldn't think about it with pinocchio like pinocchio when you think about him he's like the the little is it like marionette puppet yeah Yeah, he's like just dancing around and you know you think about the, the classic disney film which is great uh and you know that's sort of what you think about and even then that was kind of a bit of a darker disney film but then this movie comes out and it is completely stop motion took them over a thousand days to film stop motion is how i first got interested in movies and film and filmmaking as well like i started doing my own little stop motion like personalized like uh stop motion movies at home and it's just it's a great art form like i i love it so much and this is the best stop motion movie i've ever seen uh, it is so incredibly detailed. The lighting is fantastic. It's shot so cinematic. Uh, and it, it's it's crazy. So with all that being said, uh, it, it also like I came away from it each time crying at a different part in the movie because every time I've gone back to watch it, there's just this other really big thing that sticks out to you, whether it's the fact that Pinocchio is the puppet in the movie, but everyone else, because del toro sets this in mussolini's italy uh everyone else is like also they're puppets of like what's going on in the war as well and it's just like this really big contrast to seeing that the only truly free person is the actual physical puppet uh you know and what are the implications of that for today's world uh you know thinking through different complexities like that and then again mortality what, uh, what does it mean to be alive? What does it mean to love? All these really deep themes that just kind of come out casually in the movie out of nowhere, whether it's in like a song or whether it's just like in this one little piece of dialogue a character has. And then all of a sudden you're like having a life crisis because this thing just hit you so hard. It's just like, what the heck? Uh, it is. It's a movie I, I can recommend to everyone again. Uh, because it is kind of a family movie and it's interesting you you can watch it it's interesting for del toro because you know last year his big oscar movie was uh uh was night um what was it called nightmare alley nightmare alley and that was such like it's a great movie but he's known for doing like these dark monster movies sort of thing and this movie just really showcases how much of like a child he also is um with how everything's structured, how everything's written. Pinocchio is acted and like the, the actor for Pinocchio is just so amazing. Gregory Mann. Yeah. Uh, it's, I totally did Google that just now. Yeah, totally not. And Ian McGregor, dude, Del Toro Daddy literally Gregor? wrote <laughs> Daddy Kenobi. Uh, Del, Del Toro wrote in scenes 
for Ian McGregor because he thought he was just so terrific at the role. It's it's crazy. I could say a lot more about this movie, um, but I I I think that kind of gives you a glimpse into how much and why I chose this as my number one. Uh, because, you know, even for someone like me who's had these questions, these struggles uh, ever since, you know, f- for at least 10 years, I've been dealing with that question of mortality and all this other stuff. And for me now, even having come to conclusions about things, it just it breaks it breaks you. It just breaks you. So, yeah. Pinocchio. Guillermo del Toro is Pinocchio. Number one. Do like art. Like, listening to both of us talk, it's like we have a very theme of, like, movies that make us feel, like, I don't want to say sad, but make us feel reminders of why we love movies. Yeah. Especially for, like, you with, I know for a fact, like, the old Christmas movies, stop motion movies, and you grew up on those, and I grew up on Steven Spielberg, <laughs> so, um, no wonder why they're number ones, and, dude, this was really fun. It's really great. We should do, like, um... I don't know if you're up for it, but we can, we can do like uh, a quick speed round. Oh, I I kind of want this to be its own thing, like its own video. But we can do a quick thing. Okay. Um, the most since we do top, let's end it with like a sad thing. Okay. Um, what is the most disappointing movie of 2022 for you? Oh gosh. Uh, off the top. Off the top of my head, there's three things, but I'll narrow it down to one. Uh, Lightyear. Lightyear was the biggest light letdown for me. I've talked about it a lot before, uh, but you know, it's the moot. I've loved Buzz Lightyear as a character since I was a kid, and this movie just wasn't it. Uh, di- didn't hit me the same way that Toy Story did, and didn't really give me, you know, that same buzz. I guess you could say. Oh, there you go. Okay, that was good. <laughs> Yo, fist pump. Fist the pump. Camera. There you go. <laughs> uh, for me. From a good Pinocchio to a bad Pinocchio, I did not like the new re uh the new uh the Tom Tom Hanks the Tom Hanks Pinocchio that was trash dude it was so bad I despised that movie probably my least favorite one of the year oh so if we ever do a list <laughs> spoiler alert it's no, I might change it but <laughs> it's a, it's at least top three it's at least top three I I'd rather watch more BS again man oh. that's how much I dislike that movie shoot. <laughs> Yeah. Well, Ashton, 2022 is over. Yeah, that it is. The year it was. Crazy year. I thought we should have like inspirational music coming in the background now. <laughs> you know how like the pastors like come up after like, like it's their talk. Oh, and then the, pa- before the, the pads are playing in the background or yeah, the some, someone's like, doing like keyboard stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what we should have right now. Yeah, you're right. Um, I know this is like a top 10 movie. Um, episode, but guys, like, like I like I say all the time, thank you so much for listening. Uh, twenty twenty two has been so much fun. Um, even on Spotify, we haven't had much on Spotify, but on YouTube, it's popped off. Um, and our Instagram has popped off too. <laughs> because of one Taylor Swift reel that has got like over forty two thousand views, crazy, almost ten thousand likes. So, guys, thank you so much for supporting us. Twenty twenty three is gonna be so big um our one year anniversary episode coming up in a month actually so we're gonna start planning that crap yeah before life gets too busy (laughs) it's gonna be a lot of fun um we're gonna have a lot of people on 
uh, it will be obviously a uh, audio and a uh, visual episode, so you'll be able to see that on YouTube and Spotify. And we're we're so happy that you know, I I'm so happy I get to do this with Ashton. Ditto. I mean, dude, look at look at this, look at this, look at this nerds and flannel, dude. This is wood. This is textured wood, painted wood. You can't see it because my camera. Laser engraved heartwoodgifts.com. Yeah, hit them up. <laughs> hit them up. Um, yeah, Ashley. Anything else before we uh, wrap this puppy up? Yeah. Um, be on the lookout for for new episodes coming on the year. Uh, if there's anything that you want to listen to, or maybe there's a movie we talked about that you want us that we haven't done a review on that you want us to like review or something, let us know. I mean. We gotta do some. We gotta do more reviews at some point. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's it's honestly such a blast doing this, and uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I know I know we wanted to to put this out as soon as possible, but I kind of feel like since we took our time, we we're able to be a little more thoughtful with it as well. So, uh, I I think this this turned out to be a pretty great episode. Sick. L- let us know what you think. <laughs> what is your top 10 movies what, what are your top 10 movies there you go uh down or, below <laughs> down below on youtube or else like hit us up on instagram or you know you, you know where to find us yeah. check out we'll our patreon put, yeah oh yes check out the patreon uh we'll try to put up a good amount of episodes um in 2023 but school and life's gonna get in the way i mean we usually do get like three episodes a month which is actually not terrible yeah I don't remember February of 2022 it was like 10 episodes in one month. <laughs> That's insane. Are we are are we going back to that for this February? Pounded out 10 episodes. You might have to. Might it's have Oscar to. season. You never know. It's going to be wild. It, we started the pod in February and then the Oscars are in March. And at that point, we were already at 25 episodes. Yeah, that's crazy. To be fair, the, looking back, those are trash. They were. They were not as quality. <laughs> no, I mean we didn't. We we had a snowball, the one I'm kind of using for Zoom right now. Yeah, you and were that right. was it. <laughs> That's what we used. <laughs> we need to do a redo with um our top ten of all time. Yeah, maybe TV shows too. Yeah, uh, we gotta do a redo with Vibes Podcast. Hundred percent. Yeah, man. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. Let, again, let us know like if there's any episodes out there that you think you you want us to redo as well. Um. Maybe there's a re- review that didn't tickle you in the right places. I don't know. Didn't tickle your fancy. <laughs> didn't tickle your fancy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, didn't tickle you at all. <laughs> at all. Oh, gosh. Yeah. And hey, it'll be easier to record because we're about to be in closer proximity to one another pretty soon. Let's go. Let's go. I need a shower. <laughs> and a haircut. Yeah, I'm getting one on Saturday, bro. I can't go back tomorrow, to school like man. this. <laughs> Can't pull up after Christmas and looking like a scruffy nerf burger. <laughs> you get Not that reference. You're the best. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Well again, hey, thanks for thanks for sticking around. And uh yeah, it's been a terrific go year. Sleep. <laughs> it's, it's it's time. It's time. <laughs> Alright guys, until next time, I'm Matt. And I'm Ashton. And, and we, we are the nerds, the nerds in, in flannel. flannel. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Peace. <laughs>